The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. I'm Coach Larry. With me, as always, uh, is Matt Keo, Coach Matt. Um, Matt, it's uh, it's been a while. Last week was we were not able to get a new episode out. Last week, um, why was that again? Uh, we we were just we, we were just <laughs> laying lazy. in bed. We're lazy. Yeah. No, because of the big storm. We'll get into that later. But um, Matt, welcome back. I feel like I we haven't done this in a long time. It feels like, weird doing. Well, welcome stuff. back. Um, so we'll get into the storm later. But I'm using our coming in hot segment. And last week last week was definitely not hot. But I'm using our coming in hot segment to uh, the last episode we we taped. You. Um, you may have, uh, remember the statement that you made where you said you have never tried eggnog. Yep. Do you remember that? Yep. I was, uh, I was shocked. I was shocked by that statement. So I went to the store, um, actually stopped by Wilson Farms on the way here and got Wilson us, Farms? Wilson Farms or 7-Eleven, whatever they're called. I was going to say, Wilson Farms has not been a thing since like 2010. Listen, when you're from Niagara Falls, it's always called Wilson oh, Farms. I miss Wilson Farms. I, it is fantastic. But 7-Eleven, um, and we are going to, or you are going to have a delicious glass of eggnog. Now, I told you, we, we have the glasses poured. I told you not to take a sip. What's your what's your initial thought there? I see you smelling it. It, it looks like it has somewhat of the consistency of, like, really watery cake syrup, like cake mix. Fair. And it Fair. smells like cake mix. Fair. It does smell very sweet. But, like, it's kind of frothy, too. A little bit of frothy. This is, I, I it's the Upstate upstate. Farms this is your go-to? Nog. I usually get the um, uh, premier eggnog or premium eggnog from Upstate Farms at we- at uh, Wegmans. Okay, but uh, this one's good. I've had a, I've had a sip, so this the smell it gets it gets a sweet smell. It's very sweet. All right, let's get uh, your first first official sip of the eggnoggy goodness. I'm kind of scared too. All right, so he's taking his first sip. Oh, it just tastes like a milkshake. It, it, it it's very similar, like a very thin milkshake, like not. Yeah, thick. it tastes like a vanilla milkshake. Very thin milkshake. Um, what are your thoughts though? Yeah, thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah, I mean it's refreshing. I thought it was going to be like really thick, or like taste like really thick, but it, it is not that bad. It it tastes like vanilla ice cream that was like, yeah, melted. This one, the one that we're having now, it 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 tastes a little sweeter. Um, or a little on the vanilla side than I'm than I'm used to. I, I haven't tried this one before, but uh, yeah, eggnog is basically the same thing. Maybe it's a little bit more. Are there eggs in this? I don't think so. Let's see. We got milk, sugar. So this is called nog. This is nog. Um, even eggnog, I don't think has eggs in it though. It does have nutmeg. I can taste the nutmeg. Um, turmeric. 
I can taste that too. Uh, guar gum. Nope. Not don't, sure what that don't is. Don't know what that one is. Uh, milk, sugar, whey powder. Yep. Cellulose. Whey powder. powder. Whey powder. You mean this is like a protein shake? Yeah. <laughs> Gains. <laughs> after the after drinking eggnog, I'm gonna go bench like five seventy. Um, natural and artificial flavors, and it does contain milk. It kind of has like that. Gives you like kind of like that film in the back of your throat. Mm-hmm. 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 Definitely fair. I don't know how else to describe it. Interesting. I mean, like, I'm not against it. Um, I just don't think anybody else in my house would drink it other than me. But I've, I'm, I'm curious how much sugar's in this. Oh, you? I don't know if you want to know. <laughs> uh, per serving, and there's eight servings per container. All right, not horrible. 21 grams of sugar. Per serving? Per serving. Interesting. Um, I mean, that's less than pop. I'm not against the nog. All right. So we, we've got a nog. Would we say? I like it. Would it be safe to say that you? I would drink it, this year round. Your, it's in your thing. I would love to. It really only seems to come out around like November-ish time, and it usually disappears like January-ish. Time. Yeah. Like I would drink this year round, though. Oh, I'd love it. Like could you imagine this like on a hot summer day, just like a, like a nice cold drink of nog? I'm telling you. You got to go get better eggnog, but uh, this is like holiday nog. But it, it's—I mean, it's not bad. No, it's—I'm I'm telling you, I love it. it. This is my favorite. Like I, I get super stoked like towards the end of Thanksgiving or the end of uh, Halloween or the Halloween time when it starts to come out. Like I'll—I'll I'll specifically go. Like I'll do the. Sh- I'll go shopping. I'll be like, no, 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 hun. I'll do the shopping yeah, this week. No, no, hun. Just to, and she knows because I'll come home. And I'll have, like, the biggest smile on my face, <laughs> like, around that time when I'm carrying, like, the egg net. She'll be like, oh, okay, it's out. So how many, how many, I don't know, cartons or ga- uh, containers of nog do you go through a year? I I love it, but because of all, you know, it's it's got the high sugar or the higher sugars. It's got, I mean, it's, uh, let's see, fat content. I mean, it's eight grams of fat per serving, five grams of saturated fat, so I don't go crazy. Um I would. I'll usually get maybe. I mean, this is what this is a. It's only a quart. quart. Yeah. So I'll I'll go through during the whole season maybe one or two or two or three of those. Okay. So okay. I'm. I mean, granted, in my twenties and my thirties, yeah, I'd pound like a you know a whole hell of a lot more than that. Well, see, here's the thing. It's always up in the air if I'm lactose intolerant or not. Oh, this will definitely. So this will this will definitely be a test to see if I'm lactose intolerant because you'll know pretty quickly. Oh man, yeah, but in fact, uh, if you hear that it's just me talking for a long period of time today, that might you. <laughs> then we we'll might, find we out. Not, we might have known if we found out. Well, yeah, no, it's like because like I drink a French vanilla coffee from from Tim Hortons and that upsets my stomach so bad. Really? Oh yeah. So I'm like I'm like this is thicker than that. Oh yeah. Like and this is heavier cream than that. So we'll find out. We'll find out. But it's not bad. Like I even if I am sick like I get sick from it, I'd still drink it. Yeah, throw like a little what are those the uh, now do those lactate pills help you or whatever? Oh, I don't I don't I don't know if I'm lactose intolerant. People say I am, but I'm. Yeah, it's uh, 
Eh, sometimes, you know, you, you eat those things, you know that it's going to upset your stomach. But, like, you know what, listen, it's worth the, uh, it's worth the extra 30 minutes in the office um, for— Well, okay, to an extent, if it's making you just have to go to the bathroom a little more, that's fine. But if it's, like, causing you sharp pains oh, and stuff yeah. like that, then obviously avoid it. Yes. No, so, there's yes. I, I'm not condoning the fact that you know if you're allergic to peanuts severely. Oh yeah, this Snickers. As long as I got this EpiPen on me, I'm fine. Like me, I'm I'm allergic to peanuts. I wouldn't say severely severely. I mean, if I sit there and eat a Snickers bar, I'm gonna get sick. You know, there to the chance that it, the throat will close and everything. But you're allergic to peanuts. I am. I'm allergic to peanuts, coconut. Although coconut doesn't seem to I affect me coconut. really as much anymore, because um, I know some of the some ice cream has coconut milk or coconut stuff in there. Okay. Um, but it's definitely the peanuts and the uh, nuts themselves. Okay. Which irks me because I used to be able to eat almonds. Like almonds, almonds as a kid um, probably really started bothering me when I got to like, I don't know, 8, 9, 10, somewhere around that range. And I used to love almonds. Like right. even the Hershey's with almonds, like that was the only nut that didn't bother me. But then almonds eventually joined the club. Interesting. So that's so weird. So it's, uh, but yeah, I'm, um, I, uh, I'm not eating a Snickers anytime soon. But like, no. you know, that, that trip to the emergency room, yeah, that kind of stunk, but it was damn worth the Snickers. No, I, I don't think I ever told you a story, or maybe I did. I went to the Outland Malls pre COVID, um, with Steve, and he's diabetic. And oh, I did not know Steve was diabetic. Oh yeah, he's he's a, he's a diabetic, and we were in the Under Armour store, and he looks okay. at, and he's like he looks at me, he's like I'm gonna pass out soon, and I'm like what? Jeez! Oh, and it was just like he's like my blood sugar's dropping, and I was like, oh, <laughs> so there's a Dunkin' Donuts like maybe five hundred feet away, so like I run there, and I was like I need an apple juice, I'll pay you back in like ten like ten seconds, and they're like, uh. and the guy behind the counter is like a like a stoner dude and he was like alright <laughs> just let me take it and I ran dude, do you want one or two and I was just like I I was like waiting in line before then I was like come on come on come on <laughs> but I was just like do I have to call 911 right now like is, am I gonna come back in the Under Armour store and the man's just gonna be passed out on the floor did it did it revive him a little bit or oh yeah to- yeah no it, it 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 was good but like I was like, man, this this scared the crap that that scared the crap out of me. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I never knew that about Steve. Yeah. Wow. I I had no idea. Yeah. I I I knew, but I've experienced a diabetic crash as well. Not diabetic, a a blood sugar crash. I think we all have maybe once or twice, but yeah. That I I didn't know what it was until he told me what it was. But that's crazy. I know, right? I was just like, oh, whew, good thing there's a dunk of donuts here. Cause... Yeah, and smart move on your behalf. That's the, that's the phys ed training there, you know, that kicked in. I was like, I need sugar. Yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I got to get these shoes real quick. <laughs> They're checking for my size. <laughs> Steve, can you, can you just sit down and wait there for Can a you second? go die somewhere else? <laughs> it's not about you. All right. Speaking so- about... Speak, nah. No, speaking about what? Uh, no, no, no. I was I was gonna try to do the transition, but I don't even want to say it. No, but um, well, first let's uh, let's talk about uh, the um, 
obviously yesterday with the big story in the NFL um, and DeMar Hamlin, I mean, Matt, I'm, I, I know you were watching the game. I know I was. Um, I'll, I'll tell you my thoughts on it. I mean, it was watching the play. Like, I, re- I remember I was by myself at home just watching the game with the dogs. You look at the hit, like, my first reaction was, all right, they picked up a good amount of yards, but nice hit, nice tackle. I didn't I didn't at first notice that he stood up and then I fell down. I didn't see him on the ground. Till they, till they did afterwards. But then when you see him on the ground, my initial thought was, oh, man, he must have, like, hit his head on the ground. It must be, you know, he must just be knocked out. I thought it was a out. concussion, like Tua. Not that, not that that's good for anybody, but you're like, okay, you know, they'll, they'll cart him off. Um, he's going to be okay. I'm sure he'll regain consciousness in a, in a couple seconds. Um, then they actually go back and they show that he stood up and like the lights literally went out. Like he, that, that's, I'm like, okay, this, and then you see all the players reactions, like in the initial minute, two minutes afterwards where they're in tears, they're crying, they're hugging each other. My initial thought, once I saw the Bills players, the Bengals players in tears, I'm like, this, this, this is not a concussion. No. I mean, not, again, I'm not trying to underscore concussions or head injuries in any way possible because those are very serious and can be potentially life-threatening. But in a game like football, you see those, I don't want to say common, but you see those happen and typically the players on the sidelines that you know they'll take a knee they'll they'll say a quick prayer they're up and they're they're ready to go this was not that no. um and then as you learn you know in the next couple minutes whatever that you see the ambulance come on you see um and you hear that they performed C- they're performing CPR or that they performed CPR on him you see the 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 players um, surrounding him, which I thought was the greatest show where they're surrounding him. Not, not, and again, they're, I'm sure doing it to show support too, but also just to protect his privacy, just so that you don't have, um, thousands of fans in attendance and millions at home seeing, uh, this kid being worked on, seeing this kid have the AED worked on him, not the CPR, the panels, everything. So just the fact that the players, both Bills and Bengals, um, were able to, you know, kind of make almost like a protective shell. Hey, listen, we got you. You know, we, we, we're not going to – we don't want everybody to see this going on with you. Um, it, it's, it was just – it was surreal. I mean, it was um, – at that point, you, you – and I know I, uh, many people have said it, but you at that point, you don't care about the game. You don't care about the standings. You don't care about, well, is this going to affect home field advantage? Is this going to, what are they going to do? You, you just simply, all that stuff, all that stuff goes out the window. You simply don't care. Um, and it's just your, your, your thoughts, your prayers go out to his family um, I don't know if I should say thankfully or 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 not, but um, I guess thankfully his mom 
was in the stands. I mean, yeah. as a parent, you never want to see your your son or daughter go down with anything like that. Well, she was, but she was there. Home. Where yeah, they were able to. They were able to. Uh, she was able to get in the ambulance with him. They got her down. Um, she drove, or she was in the ambulance with him to the hospital, and, and the family is there now, um, which is way better than having to, you know, as a parent having to see that on TV, and obviously not have the updates live and not be there with your son. So it's uh, it's just tragic all around. I mean, what? Um, I mean, you could tell that they're doing CPR. I said, because you see, like, him screw the face mask off. Like, when, prop, number one, props to those athletic trainers for, like, how fast of a response they had. Like, I don't know. I haven't seen the video in, like, a hot sec, but it's, like, it, it seems like as soon as he hit the ground, the athletic trainers were, like, halfway on the field already. And those were, like, the first responders. Those were the people doing the CPR, like, right away. But it was, it was <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. And I thought it was interesting that the NFL was like, we'll give you guys 55 minutes to to warm up and then Now, apparently the the NFL PA um Troy Vincent came out and said that that was false. That oh, was that, it? that there was there was never anything that was said about that. There was never any oh, you guys have 5 minutes to warm up, you'll be fine, keep playing. Um now again, that might be a little of, you know, cover your, you know. Right. But um, I just, I I was not surprised that they called the game. I, I, the second I heard and the second you see that they're administering CPR, there's, you, you knew there's no way. There's no way they're playing that game. They did recently before, uh, just recently before we started taping, um, the NFL did make an announcement that said this game is not going to be played this week. They haven't. They haven't said that if the game is going to be canceled totally, but they did say that at this point the game will not be played this week, um, which means that the next time the Bills get on the field, it'll be versus the New England Patriots. Whether they because it is an important game, whether they move it after that and move the playoffs back a week or 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 whatnot, um, I think that has yet to be determined. Um, but the game. And I think it's the right thing to do. The game will not be played this week. Um, my thought is, if a few things happen, um, the way that they have, the way that next week, um, I, I think the NFL cancels the game. Like if the if the Bills win, if Baltimore wins, and if the Raiders win, then that Cincinnati Buffalo game, I don't think it's played. Because it means absolutely nothing at that point. Yeah, but I don't think it's Kansas City is going to win. So, so I mean, it's, I it's, like I said, at this point, whether they play that game or not is irrelevant. But it's just it's uncharted waters. I mean, it's it's horrendous. It's it's so weird. It's I didn't yeah like I didn't see him go down like at first yeah I I, I didn't see it until the, I think the, the when they showed the replay where once I saw him stand up and fall down I still thought concussion but I still I thought severe concussion I was like oh, okay that's even 
the fact that he just didn't go lights out like right after the hit and it and it that's the that's the scariest thing about this it wasn't like it was a like big time oh like you didn't like the hit was just a hit like you see thousands of times a year in a season it was just a run-of-the-mill hit um i mean t higgins the receiver from the Bengals, you know he was the one who got tackled by damar he he lowers his shoulders and he goes at him like every single running back, receiver, tight end when they have the ball. Every single offensive player does. Um, it wasn't a blindside hit. He didn't catch him in the head. He didn't. It it wasn't a forceful. I mean, it was just. I think for me that's the most scary thing. It was just a run of the mill hit, and um, and. God, I, I I hope this kid's okay. What do you, I what do you? Some people were talking about like the pads being very different. Obviously, you look back in like the Jim Kelly, like Bruce Smith days; those pads were huge. Nowadays, they're very more small, <clears throat> and the way you're supposed to tackle nowadays is without your head and more with your chest. So, a lot of people are saying or like critiquing that. Maybe because the pads weren't tall enough or, you know, since he lowers his shoulder, that's like straight onto the chest. And depending on the way the pads fit, part of your heart, like part of your chest is still exposed. Could have done anything. But I don't feel like that necessarily would have sent you directly into cardiac arrest. I don't know. I I have I've I've seen some comments on there where the pads are too small, kind of like hockey how the pads have become so much bigger right. on the shoulder pads where you're almost, it's almost like launching yourself as like a missile um, in cross checks. I think it's, the pads have definitely become more form fitting. The pads have definitely become um, thinner where you can, you can be more mobile. You can, you can raise your arms up to catch more and, and improve the catch radius. They're not as bulky. So you can run faster, especially for receivers, running backs, tight ends, my understanding is that yeah, they become uh, they become more form fitting and and more functional, but the overall protection level is still there. Just with the technology, just with the the, the newer materials, whether it's plastic, polymer, I, I I'm I'm not sure exactly um, what they're made of now as opposed to what they were made of ten, fifteen, twenty years ago, but Everything that I've seen, it seems like the protection level is still there. Yeah. Um, which again, I, I have no idea. Um, it's. Uh, I mean, they they do say that every tackle out there, every play out there, you know, it's like a small car crash. You know, your body gets. Uh, you get beat up. Um, He's a very physical tackler. Yeah. But and and that's the strange thing. It was of, an aggressive playing tackle. No, when I watched it, like you look at the way he tackled, like he just tackles with so much aggression. Yeah, that like. But even know. on even on that hit, it just seemed it was very, it was a very textbook tackle. Like if I was a coach, coaching little kids or coaching high school, like that would be a clip where I would. This is how you're supposed to tackle. You wrap up and you bring him down. Um. Yeah. It was nothing out of the ordinary. It's not like he launched himself. It's not like um, 
even on T. Higgins' part, it's not like he launched himself or he stiff-armed him or he came and – I mean it was – it was the – it was just I, – I, I don't know. It was just a run-of-the-mill play. So scary. It is. Um, now, in your career, um, obviously, neither of us have been football players. Um, for good reason. For good reason, especially me. Um, have you ever been a part of, whether it's been on the soccer field, whether it's been on a sporting event, whether as a fan, as a, as a player, as yourself, or having a teammate, have you ever been a part of um, a big-time injury like that? I know, I know myself, the only big-time injury I had um, myself that I could think of, and again, this comes nowhere near that, but when I broke my shoulder. I mean, when I broke my shoulder during a soccer game, I mean, I got up. Um, I got up. The, the play happened somewhere around midfield. I got up, and by the time I got to um, the sideline, like, I, I looked at my coach. I was like, I'm gonna collapse like i i my dad thankfully was there and he drove me to the hospital right away um i mean i was out again didn't lose consciousness didn't lose anything but i was in extreme pain um that was probably um my biggest injury uh that i could say i have and again i'm not comparing that to what what damar hamlin went through it's but it, it it that's my most severe um as far as as a as a coach, um, I had uh, two kids. One uh, last year, and the and I think one the other one the year before, where they blew ACLs out during soccer games. Um, I had a couple of um, concussions over the years, um, where those can definitely get scary. I did have one girl um, during tryouts uh, pass out oh, on the geez. field. Um, but again, uh, it, it, I think a little bit was a combination of heat, but we also found out later, you know, she, when she, you know, we were able to regain consciousness. And again, it was just, she just was, we were talking, we were lining things up and just yeah. passed out. You know, we found out that she hadn't eaten that morning, um, and didn't really drink anything. And it was a particularly hot day. It was early in the season. Um, she was totally fine. Totally. Okay. She, she ended up playing the JV season that year. Um, but uh, which was again really scary. Um, thankfully, you know, it was one of those things. By the time you know she hit the ground, I'd say two or three seconds, she was at least you know eyes were blinking. She was up. She was right. like, "What happened?" Um, we still had to follow all the proper protocols and all that stuff. But uh, as far as my, that's the only, and those were scary enough. But um, thankfully, in all. All my years of coaching, all my years of um, uh, playing, and even as a lifeguard, all my years as being a lifeguard. Thankfully, I mean, the most thing at a, at a pool I've really ever had to do is jump into the deep end and, you know, do a, a, a rescue before it was all on top of the water before the child actually submerged. Or yeah. So, um, thankfully, that's all I had to do because, I mean, it would be... Obviously, you're obviously you're you, you. I mean, you've got lifeguarding, you've got CPR, you've got AED. We know what to do, but there's a difference between knowing what to do, knowing how to do it, and then actually. 
I don't want to say actually doing it because we'd both be able to do it, but while you're doing with it and after the fact that they get that, like, man, this just dealing with the reality that this person may have died. Oh, that's just, I don't, I was thinking about that when I saw them run out there. It's like, I don't feel like I would have been able to think. Like, I, I pray that inst- uh, it would just be more instinctual for me to run out there versus me, like, having to process what's going on at that moment because I don't feel like I, I – gosh, like, if you screw up, this, like, this person will die on you and you're just like, well, shit. Yeah? <laughs> like, I, I don't know if I'd be able to do it. I don't know if I'd be able to, like, in that situation. Yeah. And I mean, thank thank God that uh, the EMTs, the ambulance drivers, the the medical personnel, the doctors, and again, we're not talking one doctor, two doctors. You know, we're talking like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten doctors. Whoever the medical staff that was out there, thank God they were able to um, get him the help that he needed. Get it, get the the heart started um, as quickly as they can. Administer CPR. Um, not only administer CPR, but administer it effectively. And, um, you know, kudos to them. Kudos to the Bengals, um, the fans there. Um, yeah, the fans were pretty good. Yeah, and that's one thing, too. You know, you, you when there's injuries, you know, you always get that. You always get that that jerk off in the in the stands that, you know, will boob. Like, oh, yeah, I'm glad he got hit or whatever. Yeah. It, it Kudos to everybody there because, I mean— um, there were people that were fans in the stands that were holding prayer circles that were getting together that they, you know, kind of knew uh, the gravity of the situation. Um, so so I, I I made a bet on the game last night. Obviously, the game didn't happen. I got refunded my money, which is actually pretty good. Uh, was, Sorry, you got refunded your money for. I put a bet on the game last night. Oh, you know what? I did too, but I don't. I I have not checked. I'm sure I. I got refunded, thankfully, but I was just like. But anyways, I was. <laughs> uh, for the whole, so for my cardiologist because I have heart problems. I always told me I can't play football or lacrosse or hockey because it's a high contact sport, and he says I might die. Okay. Makes sense. Then I found out that DeMar Hamlin is 24 years old. And I'm like, okay, he's my age. So him being my age, I don't care if you're in the NFL or if you play like beer league hockey. If you're 24 and you're a male and you're just a born like competitor athlete, you feel invincible still. Like you don't feel like you you can like you can get cut, but you're not gonna bleed. Like you, you kind of just keep going. Yeah. <clears throat> so all this stuff happens, and for years I've been pushing people's like recommendations to being like how how serious is this? Watching that last night made it clear to me. That I probably should, you know, because I remember I had to wear, a, uh, like, an Under Armour shirt, but it had, like, a pad over my heart. 
I had to work for soccer and I had to work for baseball because if I got like to like cushion the blow to that area and I never understood why until obviously now. Uh, so it's just, it was just like a realization. You're just like, Oh, you could, you could possibly experience something like that for whatever. And it's like, Oh geez. Like I can't, I can't imagine that happening. And like, obviously the kid's fighting for his life now, but everybody who's watching it is like feeling not only sad and like hoping for the best for him, but they're also like thinking about his family. Oh, for sure. Like, obviously if you're the one going through it, you don't think about like, you're not thinking about what your family's going through or what your loved ones are going through during that time. Clearly. But being on the outside looking in, you can see the magnitude of how much this affects. And it's just like, geez. So, because they are, they, I, the thing that they kept on saying last night that was really a, annoying me, not because, you know, what they were saying was wrong. It was just, you know, it's upsetting to hear. Is like the kid was just living his dream. Like he was doing what he wanted to do. Not only that, I mean, the kid was a, it's not like he was a first round pick, second round pick, third round pick. I mean, he was a sixth round draft pick. Yeah. Um, I mean, normally. He made it. Yeah. Not only did he make it, I mean, he is a starter. He started 14 games this year. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's unbelievable. A lot of times, I mean, you know, sixth, seventh round picks. Most times, especially on a team like the Bills, don't make the team. You know, you're getting cut. Yeah. Um, it. Everything that you, you see about this kid is just amazing. And not only that, but just as a person, just you hear the stories about how all his teammates loved him. Um, what I thought was, I mean, and you see, uh, it's it's not uncommon to use where you see players, NFL players, um, start charities um, to give back to their yeah. communities. He did it before he even got drafted. Yeah, he his he's on. This is only his second year in the league. His charity um, is three years old. Yeah, it's three. I mean, he did it his senior year at at Pitt. Yeah, I think he played at Pitt at his senior year at Pittsburgh. University of Pittsburgh, which again just goes to show back goes to show to his character that he he wanted to give back to his community even even just as a college player. Um, that charity's blown up. Now. And I, again, I don't know where the if the donations are just coming from the Bills fans or if it's coming from nationwide, but whatever. Before the game. That charity, the goal was on the GoFundMe page like was two two, twenty five hundred. Yeah, and it, I don't know if it had reached that goal or if it was on the way to reach it. The last I I saw, and this was maybe an hour or two ago, it had surpassed the four million dollar mark. I mean, that is unbelievable. Um, and again, talk about talk about turning a tragedy or potential tragedy into a positive. Um, it's, 
again, you never want it to happen that way, but, you know, while this kid is fighting for his life, so much good or that good, you can say that it, that has come out of it. And again, it's 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 just you got to look at some kind of positive. I like how Stefan Diggs went to the hospital through Uber, yeah, and had to explain who he was to a police officer. Not only him, he had one of the um, like with the reporter. Yeah, the reporter kind of helped him out. Yeah, he's like, listen, this is one of the elite players in the NFL. This is you know his and. uh, you know, kudos for the security guard, though, to let him in. But I also see his way, but like, hey, listen, you know, we've been told not to let anybody in. But I, I kudos to the security guard, though, to kind of understand the reality of the situation, the gravity of the situation. Because at that point, you know, I'm sure it might have it might have even just been Damar and his mom yeah. in there. And um, I'm thinking more so for um, Damar's mom to have somebody else in that room with her. Um, so that she doesn't just have to deal with that all by herself, seeing her son, you know, and, and I'm sure feeling helpless. So I'm, I'm sure just, and, and I, I I don't know if there were other family members there with her. Um, but if there weren't, um, that's a great gesture for Diggs just to be there. Is it a hospital or is it like a university? It's it's a university hospital, but it's it's um one of the best trauma care units. It was like the number like it's the only number one trauma care. But like I was curious, like if they were sending them to like an actual hospital or I think it seems like with in the medical field, most of those hospitals are um, either on or near campuses because they use them as teaching hospitals as well. Yeah, that's Um, true. So it, I mean, they do that with Kadisha's. Yeah, and I often thought that too of like. Man, so you're telling me those hot that hospital is just with like college interns or, or just, like no? When I first heard that, I was like, those college interns are in for a big surprise. And I'm sure there's a lot of college interns there too, but there's also highly trained doctors. Like that's their yeah yeah know, yeah. It's 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 not like no. This is like uh this is like the minor league of hospitals. Yeah, no, yeah. this is it's like this is the best you got. <laughs> no. I I remember it. You what what is the hospital right down the road from Canisius? Is this St. Mary's? Sisters? Sisters. Sisters Hospital. And I remember for... I had to go to Sisters once. <laughs> I, well, while you were at Canisius? While I was at Canisius. So, so when I was at orientation years ago, they talked about, they're like, listen, just because there's a hospital like five minutes away, not even, don't think that that's the hospital you're going to go to. Depends on what you need. It's like, so don't plan on just taking a five-minute, like, Car ride to the hospital because it might not need, might not be there. Yep. I was like, oh. No, I had to go to Sisters my freshman year of college because um, freshman year, I, I think it was first semester, maybe second semester. But anyways, freshman year, um, my uh, I had a suite. So I, it was two of us on one side, two on the other side. I knew all the, uh, these were all guys from high school. Uh, Mark and Rob, who have been on the podcast before, and uh, Chris Mitro, um, we were on one side. Um, who I've been trying to get Chris Mitro on the podcast, but uh, he hasn't. He does not want to come on. Um, but anyways, we were on one side, and he had an earlier class that semester. My first, my first class was until like I don't know ten, and his first class was at like seven thirty eight. So he had his alarm set for seven, and 
I don't know if he either didn't want to get up, either didn't have class that day or whatever, but his alarm went off and kept going off and kept going off, and he was being a jerk about it and didn't turn off his alarm. So I had just gotten out of bed, went over, got his alarm or shut his alarm off. And apparently, you know how sometimes when you get up real quick, you kind oh, you of have that, like that, ooh. Yeah. And, and no, I did. I was not drunk. No, I did not party the night before. It was like a Wednesday, so no. Um, and on my way back, I kind of like stumbled and I fell down. And on the, on the way down, I nicked the corner of my eye, like the top part of my eye on the desk. Or no, sorry, under my eye. Sorry, like right under my eye. Thankfully, it didn't go higher or it would have hit my eye. Yeah. So Micho was like, dude, what happened? I was like, no, no, I'm fine. I went back to bed. I threw a Band-Aid on it and went back to bed. I woke up like an hour later. Band-Aid was soaked, still dribbling down. Um, Meech looks at me. He's like, dude, that's you need to go to the hospital. So I went to the hospital, went over to Sisters. They stitched it up. Did you like, how'd you get there? Um, did you walk? How did I get there? I think somebody on the floor who had a car drove us there. I think I got a ride with somebody, and they dropped me off, and I think I ended up walking back home or walking back to the dorms. I was going to say, it's not that far of a walk. No. I think they drove me there, but I think I walked back. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, that was <laughs> that was funny, but just but like, dude, shut off your alarm. Honestly, that's crazy. But um, yeah, I've never been rushed to the hospital. No, that was that was there were only three times I was in the hospital for that. Um, well, I take it back for the sur- the thyroid surgery, but that was a long time ago. And then um, when I got extremely sick, um, I don't know if it was food poisoning, dehydration, whatever, before uh, the night before a soccer game uh, that I had to coach, not play, that I had to coach. And that was ugh, that was a long twenty four hours for dehydration. I don't know if it was dehydration. I don't know if it was something that I got. I, I like ate the wrong thing. But um, I remember I I was at a practice. We it was when I was coaching at Park. Um, I was at a practice. The practice had started um, literally, and my house was right on campus, like literally like two minutes away. So I started the practice. wasn't feeling good at all. I think 10 minutes in the practice, I brought everybody in. I looked at my captains. I'm like, girls, practice is canceled. I was like, if you want, captains, run a few more drills. I'm going, like, I, the practice is done. In the, the, from the field to my house, it was maybe like a two-minute walk, like a minute walk. I don't even think I made it into my house. I think I puked. I know I puked all over my driveway. Like, I made it there, puked there, got in the house, Kept throwing up, kept throwing up. Um, my brother, uh, Richie, was at UB at the time uh, doing his undergrad, so he ended up coming over. Um, he got me to Med First. Uh, from Med First, they took me in an ambulance to the, I forgot where. Um, but then they, you know, they had to, uh, um, at that point I was severely dehydrated. Um, but then they gave, they cleared that up. I think they said it was some kind of stomach virus or something. So they gave me antibiotics for that. Um, the next day I had to coach. So I'm still like woozy, literally on the sidelines. Um, I think at one point, you know, the field, you know, how yeah. parks field where they have like a little wooded area. Yeah. At one point during the game, I went back to the wooded area, threw up and then continued coaching. Was your house 
that little shack? The little brown one. Not in the front of the house, not in the front, yeah, but yeah, by yeah. the tennis courts. Yeah. Yeah. I actually painted that house. Did you? I painted that house. Um, I remember I remember Steve was like, that, that was Larry's house. Yep. Um, I had a lot of fun in that house. But it's a yeah, small house. You know what, though? For me, at the time, single, what I, it was perfect. Like, that is just the single guy, single girl, perfect house. It had a nice kitchen in there. Um, everything, apparently, um, before I had moved in, the uh, the person who was um, they had they had updated the house. The person was going to move in there. Um, I think it was a handyman on, on campus, but then he he quit. He had literally gone through the house and renovated almost everything. I mean, didn't like put huge right. upgrades in there, but um, put new kitchen, new this, new that. So everything was brand new. Um, I loved it. It had a nice little. How did you get that house? I was I was teaching and coaching at the school, and they just um, offered it to me. I uh did you have to pay? I that's that's part of the reason why I painted the house cuz I had to do some some things and but basically at that time I was paying um and I lived there I think 3 years, 2 years. I paid 250 a month and that included that included um heat, electric, basically everything except cable and internet. Which isn't that much, anyway. Which, so for a, my own house, I think with that, I think I, I at that time, cable, I think, in the internet was maybe 60 bucks. I, I So you're talking, like, less than 300 a month. And you, wor- you worked at the school? I worked at the school. I taught at the school. I was their academic advisor and soccer coach. So it was, um, and then how I did it. Academic advisor. Academic, so basically anytime a kid... Um, got a grade below like 60, they'd have to come to my room. I'd have to work with them, make sure he's doing their homework, make sure that I contact their teacher, um, make sure that he's up to date on his assignments and this and that. But you did, Basically a study hall monitor. But you didn't have that degree. Like, I would, no. Well, I don't think there's a degree in... in how, so how'd you get... Did you like... They just offered me the position. So I, would, I, was, coaching, I was coaching there for a year... So you co- coached first? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. I coached first, and then they did that. I did that for four years. Um, but you only lived in that house for three? I actually, I, I lived there four years. I lived there four years. When I started the academic advisor, that's when they when they gave me the academic advisor position. Then they they asked me if I'd like to move into the house. At that point, I was it was I was living in Niagara Falls in an apartment there. I was like, all right, you know. Whatever. Would I'll they be, take it out of your paycheck? Here's here's the greatest thing. So I basically used my um, soccer stipend because I coached three sports for them and did the academic advisor. So I coached soccer, um, soccer in the fall, uh, bowling in the winter, and tennis, softball and tennis. One year I did softball. The other three years I did tennis um, in the spring. So I worked out a deal where – I just said, listen, um, instead of me paying monthly things, can you just take it out of my uh, coaching stipend? So what they did was the first year for soccer or the first season for soccer, um, they would take out basically my entire month's or my entire uh, year's rent. Oh, nice. And then um, I think I, I had a little bit left over. So... 
and in, then your bowling and your softball or tennis was untouched. Yeah. So everything and else was untouched. And then by that point, your year of rent was already paid. Yeah. So, That's ba- so good. So technically, I guess if you look at it that way, technically, I was paying rent, but at the same time, I wasn't paying monthly. Right. So and it, and then you got your your regular pay on top of it. Yep. So it was it was a sweet gig. It that, really was. Wow. Um, but uh, I I mean now granted the actual pay for the I guess the the teacher assignment actual pay it's not like it was I was gonna say it wasn't no, that much. No, it's nowhere near like a regular teaching assignment. Um, the coaching actually the coaching pay was decent, um, pretty comparable to public schools. But no, you're talking like pay. Um, granted, this was what the hell did I live there? Mid two thousands. I think the actual assignment pay was maybe twenty one, twenty two thousand a year. So it's not that great. And but and, you know what? If you take away rent and everything, I was doing really nice. Right, and then you worked at the summer camp too, right? Mm-hmm. So it was. Uh, it was a good time. So then you got paid through the summer camp. Yep. So so really, I think overall, if you look at it, I think my gross. You came out pretty well. Oh yeah, I think I was I was making, I don't know maybe, maybe I got up to like thirty five forty, but again that's thirty five forty with no rent. So get this, I know somebody who lives in a house, not an apartment, a house house in orchard park is it a house for free all they do is pay for internet did they were they gifted the house no the house is owned by their church oh so kind of like they work their type of deal no nothing really So the way this it was set up was the person was kind of like the youth minister, I guess, and but really the job doesn't like was not that extensive. Um, and they were allowed to live in this house for free. So they were working, but it wasn't like they were. Yeah, it's not like they were like. Yeah, I, I was just like that baffled. Yeah, and then eventually they called it quits on it, and they're like, "No, nah, I don't want to do this anymore." It's like you're living in a house for free. Yeah, and that's kind <laughs> of, and that's why, that's why I had so it's a similar situation. Like that's why I, I said I painted the house. That was kind of part of the deal. Like I had to do some. I, I think the biggest thing did I you did pick there was the color? paint the house. No, um, it was just the poop brown. They gave the poop brown. Um, it's a different color now, isn't it? I have no idea. I really, I haven't I been think, on that campus. I don't, I don't think anybody lives in there. Like the last year we were there, I don't think anybody is. The in last there person I knew that lived there when I moved out, that moved in, was um, one of the maintenance guys there. Um, and then he moved out, and one of the secretaries moved in. After that, I don't know if she's still there. I don't know if um, it's empty now. Um, but yeah, that was one of the things I did. Was I. That was one of my things. I had to paint the house. Then after that, it was like, okay, you know, if we need you to, like, lock up the gym at the end of a basketball game or if we need you to do something small. Um, like, I had all the alarm codes. Um, 
but very rarely, because uh, uh, Bob would usually do that. Very rarely, they, usually, usually if Bob was on vacation, um, or if Bob was busy doing something else, or if it was running late, he'd he'd send me a text or give me a call. Hey, Larry, you mind walking over and locking up Rich Center, or you mind walking over? We had something in the cafeteria and just locked the door and set the alarm. That was yeah. about the extent. So, and that campus isn't that huge. No. I mean, again, everything you're talking, even from my house to Rich, would be the furthest I'd walk, and that would be, I could get there in like, I mean, a minute, two minutes tops. Yeah. Um, oh, I know what soccer field you're talking about. For some reason, I was thinking about the one owned by Damon, but that didn't exist back then. The, the soccer one you're talking about is like right next to that playground. Like, up. No, no, no. No, the one by Damon now. The one on the ground. There used to be, I don't know if there still is, but there used to be like a more of a wooded area back there. But yes, the house that I had the practice at, yes, that was the upper field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. the upper field. Yeah, that was. Uh, oh, okay. I understand what we're talking about now. Um, no, there's still that pretty good wooded area, which I also don't understand why they don't put a net up there. Because the amount of p- times people sky the ball and then it goes into that like marsh. Like, yep. Why don't, oh, they just, why don't they just put up a net up there? At one point, I finally got them to put like an orange, one of those orange little fences around it. Yeah. But it did. It did nothing. It helped a little bit. But like you said, those things were not as tall as me. And like you said, every time when I went back there, they were getting skied like 10, 15, 10 feet in the air. Yeah. So it's like, and then you lose countless. Yep. Countless sets of equipment back there. Oh, I've had to go fish out many a soccer ball back there. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're going to kind of switch things up a little bit. Again, um, can't stress it enough. Thoughts and prayers go out to uh, DeMar Hamlin and his family and everybody involved there. Um, hopefully, um, hopefully our next podcast that we put out will be able to give uh, or at least know that he's um, – doing fine or or at least on his way to a full and safe recovery um so again thoughts and prayers go out to him and uh matt do you know the charity um Um, has something to do about toys i know it's a toy charity i think i have um uh something about it but but if not i'm sure we'll we'll try to get the charity name out there it's uh the Chasing M's Foundation Community Toy Drive. Um, check out their GoFundMe page. Um, again, it's incredible. It's for an incredible cause um, in Pittsburgh, an incredible cause in that area. But just, you know, donate what you can. Um, and let's let's turn, a, a, again, hopefully he'll have a full recovery, praying for a full recovery. But let's make this... this negative horrific experience and and at least get some positive out of it um we'll transition from that a little bit to the blizzard the reason why we were not able to have a podcast last week uh matt you're out in clarence uh where i am um how long first of all did you lose any power no thankfully that was one good thing about it Thankfully, we did not lose any power. We, I shouldn't take it back. It flickered on and off. Maybe all total of the storm, we lost power for like a minute. Okay. Maybe. Um, a couple times it did flicker on and off. We didn't lose internet. Um, 
I know there's been stories out there of people that didn't have power for days. Pipes burst. So it definitely could have gotten a lot worse um, for us. Thankfully, it wasn't. The only bad thing for us is uh, when they did finally start plowing the garage doors out, um, our garage door uh, with the plow ended up pushing the snow into it and popped the bottom corner. But as of today, we got a brand new garage door on that, so that is all fixed. Um, so it's, uh, again, I, I've got no complaints at all. Um, the dogs were not all that happy because especially when, during the storm when it was windy and stuff. Yeah. Um, even to go out into the backyard or to go out, like, with all the wind that that first day or two, I remember my dog Bailey, she went out to the porch, looked at me, looked at the porch like, are you nuts? And just went right back in. She's like, I'm not going out in that. Um, so they, you know, we ended up letting them uh, downstairs in the basement, and they were able to, yeah, we, thankfully we had some of those uh, poop pads or, or whatever they, those are. They were able to go down there for the first day or two. But then afterwards, um, in our backyard, it was weird. It was almost like, like we didn't get much snow up against our house. Yeah. But everything else was like a drift. It was almost like it was almost like we had a huge fence of snow yeah, around, yeah, yeah. surrounding our house. So we let the dogs out there and it was like, all right, they're fine. They got a big snow fence. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> so. fine. Did you snow blow a lot or no? No, uh, we oh, had the plow service from in there. That's right. That's right. So it was, uh, um, we had to, you know, we, I, I scraped, uh, I was able to scrape some of the stuff off the ceiling and off the uh, gutters a little bit to kind of keep them clear off the overhang. So that wasn't too bad. Um, but no, ultimately it was uh, my wife, Vicky, and then Sarah and I um, were, you know, this kind of stinks to say, but it was kind of enjoyable. We ended up uh, watching some Netflix movies. Uh, we ended up playing um, quite a few games of Monopoly. We played Monopoly, too. I'll say the Buffalo version of Monopoly. No, we, we just had. played regular Monopoly. Um, but we played quite a few games of Monopoly. Um, I mean, we made the best of it. We made the best of it. Obviously, um, you know, we, we didn't get a chance to go down um, and and see our families for Christmas. Um, I, we couldn't get out of the house and then it was, uh, I think the, I think for the most part, we would have been plowed out on the 25th or 26th. I can't remember if it was Christmas day or Christmas Eve, might've or sorry, Christmas day after Christmas. I think it was the 26th when they eventually started plowing. But then at that point with the garage door being busted, we were inside for another day until Hamburg overhead door could come in at least, um, get the garage functional again until they could replace it. Yeah. So we had like that extra little bonus day of being uh, stuck in the house with each other. I was ready to get out. By the end of the day, I'm like, all right, I love you guys, but, you know, I just, and it wasn't even so much that I wanted to get away from them. I just wanted to get outside. Yeah, I just wanted to go do something. Yeah. So it was, um, it was wild. It was wild. It really was. Now with the weather, um, do you ever remember being in like, one of those cold weather games or what's like the severest weather that you've played in anything hot, cold, windy, and different. I played in rainstorms a lot for soccer. I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, I remember there were quite a few games. In fact, this past sectional games, we were, uh, this past sectionals, we were playing our game at uh star point 
the opening round, and oh my god, it was and it it's it was bitter cold. It had to have been no higher than like twenty degrees by the end of the game. I mean, it was we were freezing. Um, even the girls running around playing were cold. Um, obviously, they were they were warmed up a little bit. the the bench The girls on the bench, we had to make sure. Um, Jamie uh, wasn't there because she was um, at home. Um, she had given the uh, um, she had had uh, her her daughter. Um, but Dan and I, even before we're making subs, we had to make sure that the kids did a more of a job warming up. Make sure that they ran back and forth that be, so they weren't pulling anything in there. But it was just, I mean, there were times where I'm. I'm running with the subs to warm up because I'm giving them instructions, but I'm also doing it. Like, man, I got to warm up myself. Like yeah. I'm freezing. Um, so it was, uh, we had bought, um, the kids hot chocolate. So we had some hot chocolate on there and some of the parents had brought hot chocolate. I remember at one point I had a cup of hot chocolate in my hands, not to drink, just, just to, to hold yeah. and keep my hands warm. Yeah. But it was uh, that's one game that came to mind. I mean, there were so many others where it's rainy, where it's cold. It was rainy that game, um, and by the end of it, you're just like, "All right, let's like like let's just get on the bus, win, lose, or draw. Let's just get on the bus." Right, you're just um, done. Now playing in those games, those some of those games are fun playing in. Obviously, not with the cold weather. I didn't like the cold weather, but the rainy games, especially to during uh, some of the summer travel leagues. When it's like a nice warm rain, it's like 70, 80 degrees, and it's raining, and it's muddy. I used to love playing in those games because you're slide tackling people. You're sliding through it. If you score a goal or when you score a goal, you're doing the the Superman slide celebration. Um, or maybe that's just me being an idiot. Um, I, used to, I used to love playing in, like, really rainy games. To a point. To a point. To a point. Like, it's not fun when you're soaked. No. Uh... Not afterwards. While you're playing, I didn't mind it. I do remember playing one game where it was hailing. Yeah, that hurt. <laughs> well, because yeah, it just it just sucks. Especially if you have to use your hands. I was say as a goaltender, I'm sure you're not happy about it. No, because the ball's all slippery, and then like you're slipping, and that's the one time you don't want to slip. Yep. And so, yeah, dude. It just sucked. It's I, I was I was playing kickball this year and we were in a flash flood. Oh jeez. So it was Did crazy. They continued the game? Well so fifth inning. I'm standing in the outfield. For the rest of the whole day it was sunny. Got a little overcast, kept playing. Uh all of a sudden it was like a hurricane. Wind of like fifteen miles per hour, fifteen, twenty miles per hour winds. Just pouring rain where you couldn't actually see anything, but it was hot. So it's just like with a rubber ball. So and we were out in the outfield, so I couldn't catch, couldn't see anything. Ball wasn't going anywhere. As soon as we got off the field and went into the dugout, because um, we finished the inning, uh, stopped raining. <laughs> and then, <laughs> of course, and then the best part was it, we were soaking wet and heavy for the rest of the game. And yeah, the- and at that point, when you get like that, I'd be like, listen. I'd rather just rain the entire game. Just yeah. give me the if, if I'm gonna get wet, if I'm gonna get soaked, let it rain the entire day, entire game. Because there's nothing worse than, like you said, being drenched, but then like it not rain. 
Yeah. And you've got to be like that the rest of the, the rest of the game. And they're just like, well, this sucks. And uh, nobody brought extra clothes because you don't. We didn't anticipate rain. No. <laughs> kidding me? I lost. I lost my best raincoat ever that I had when I was working at camp. You know how many raincoats I've lost, <laughs> whether it's been coaching or at camp or even at work. I am so notorious mad. for losing. I remember uh, one year at, at camp, I lost a. It, I don't know if you'd call it a rain jacket, but it was like a rain jacket slash poncho, like ones where you could button up on the side and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had like the the uh, pockets in the front. Yeah, I had one of those. And I, I lost loved it, too. it, and I, to the life of me, I think it's still somewhere on Parks campus. Um, I have no idea where it is. I'm so mad, bro. I'm so mad. It was so nice. I lost it. Yep. I've never bought another one. <laughs> no. Um, never bought but it. But yeah, I. Uh, I always enjoyed playing in weird games as a player. As a coach, not so much. And I, I'll I'll tell this to my players all the time. Like, um, like at least you guys are running around. Yeah. At least you guys are constantly moving. I was like, I'm sitting here trying to do jumping jacks on the sidelines just to stay warm. Like, it's 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 a different feeling when you've got that adrenaline going, and you get adrenaline a little bit as a coach too. But you're trying to keep composed and everything. But as a player. You know, you're you're caught in the moment. You're chasing down a player. You're going after a ball. You're you're trying to score. It's it's more of that where you can kind of ignore the elements yeah. a little bit. It's like those Bills games in late December, early January, oh, where it's like now snowing and the wind chills negative thirty. I still went to the Jets one last year. Ooh, yeah. Oh, stop. That game was fine. I felt 90 years old after I left that place. Everybody's talking. is like, oh, it's just so cold. And it was. No, I had well, I had foot warmers, hand warmers, warmers that I put in other areas. <laughs> um, like six layers on. Chestnuts I, roasting <laughs> on an open fire. I, I, I kept... I kept my my beverage inside my my coat to make sure it didn't freeze. Oh yeah, and I've done the fact where I've had like the big burly winter jacket, and I put the Bills jacket or the Bills jersey over the jacket. Yep. Um, I don't have to do that anymore because I have a vintage nineteen nineties coat now. Ah, uh, the old starter jackets. Yeah, nice. That where'd you find those? So my aunt. My cousin, who is not a football fan at all, who grew up more towards the inner inner part of the state, somebody gave it to him back back then. Have you ever wore it? What? She sent it to me in the mail this year, and was like, "Here you go." It's <laughs> just like, and this is like this is like Dan Myers vintage. I was gonna say. Like, I could sell it to him, probably. I feel like we got to get Danny Myers on this podcast. <laughs> it would be so fun. Um, Dan and Dave. Just listen, we got we to gotta make that happen. You've got Dan's number, don't you? I know I, I do. don't. I got Dan's number. I'm going to see if I can get both. I, I, uh, not, yeah, I've got Dan's number, not Dave's number, but I'm going to see if I can get both the Myers. The Myers they should have a podcast. Cousins on here. Oh, my God. They'd be amazing. That would be a great podcast. The Myers. The Myers is Myers M squared, M and M. Oh, dude. Dan could. Dan and Dave would tell stories. <laughs> I think I think we're gonna try to get. Uh, listen, Dan, if you're listening, um, I'm gonna be contacting you later. 
Not only that, but he's the commissioner of our fantasy league. I heard you're. Part. I heard you're in the the playoff, the finals. I was in the finals with Bill. Um, right now, how is that going to play out? Did well, you have, did you both have players playing? I think I, I didn't. Um, Bill had James Cook and uh, Joe Mixon. Right now, wow. right now, if I if you look at the score, I have one thirteen, and he has ninety eight. 99. So um, I think we're definitely going to have to work something out because um, right now it's, it's listed. We go through Yahoo on Yahoo. It's got me listed as a championship. We've had no pay. The champion, we have no payoff yet, but that's, I'm sorry, but he would have, he would have, I think he would have at before the start of the game, like Yahoo gives you the percentage on who's going to win. Yeah. uh, Bill was going off at a 60% chance going into the Monday night game of being the winner. Yeah. A hundred percent. So that's why uh, we'll both get money because first and second, um, both get money. First and second, both get paid. Isn't Um, this the first time that either of you have made it to the championship? No, I've been in the last three straight finals. In this league? Um, in this league. Or last four straight. Oh, I know I've won it twice. Uh, I won it the first year of, it was in existence, way back in 2013. Um, I won it back then. Last year I finished second. I lost to Kurt. Kurt destroyed me in the finals. So I lost to Kurt in the finals. The year before that, I won. I forgot who I beat in the finals. Actually, it might have been Kurt. Uh, again, I beat Kurt in the finals, and he beat me. Um, so this is my third finals in a row. Um, this is, this is Bill's, this is Bill's first finals. I want to say borderline. This might be his first playoff year. Like Bill was, Bill is, I, I shouldn't say that, but Bill was, he ran rough shot through the league. I think all, uh, season long, he only lost two games and those were the wow, last two games of the season. Him. Bill by far had his best, um, his best season. Um, he went yeah. through all those, all those rebuilding years. Um, he was like the Jets, but finally cracked the code. Bill uh, Bill was always fun to be in the drafts because uh, for a while he would have different theme drafts. He would have like drafts where he would draft the players by their last name, like the theme of their last name. Oh, yeah. He would draft them something by like uh, the oh I'm doing that next whatever. Year. So, but he finally got wise and he, he put together a, a solid team. I was gonna say he has Joe Mixon. That's a solid pick right yeah. there. So I think we're going to have to, in fact, maybe we get Dan Myers on next week. We'll see if we can get him on. To, oh, that would uh, be so much fun. So just like, and just like, we would just sit here and just let him talk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For oh, sure. I would, I would absolutely die. I can't, I can't keep a straight face when I talk to them. <laughs> like, I remember the last day when I was at Colonial Village, I saw Dan or I saw Dave. And he was like, where are you going now? And I told him, and he was like, listen, man, I have some family who live out there. Like, he was like, let me just tell you something. I'd go to family reunions, and I'd be like, what are these people? <laughs> They'd be catcalling me. <laughs> and he was like, and I was related to them, and me and Danny would just be weirded out. <laughs> I'm telling you, we got to make that happen. We got to get the Myers on here. All right, Matt, I think it's that time. Let's get these five uh, questions in and get on out of here. Okay. Um, Question number one. I'm going to kind of piggyback off the Dan Myers and Dave Myers thing. Okay. Um, If you could have any guest on here right now, no questions asked, who's the number one guest 
that you're you. getting on the show. Any guest. Any guest, famous, not famous, friend, uh, celebrity, whatever. Any any sporting guest. Any Jordan Poyer. Solid pick. Solid pick. Uh, I think he'd be fantastic guest or guest. Um, Jordan, if you happen to be listening or anybody knows Jordan Poyer, see if he wants to come on. Um, I I wanted. I'm trying to think of sports in the sports world. Um, it would have been great if if John Madden was still here. I would have said John Madden for sure. Uh, I would not be able to stand talking to John. Madden. Oh, I, that would have been. In fact, you know, I didn't. I didn't make the. I'm going to say alive or dead. I'm going to say John Madden. Um, I did say no questions asked. So I would love to have. I would have loved to have John Madden on here. Right. The late great John Madden. Oh my gosh. Um, I could not talk to that man. That would have been great. Um, all right, question number two. Uh, oh, dang, I just had it. Question number two. Oh, gosh. We were talking about Dan and Dave. In one ear, right out the other. Hold on. He's thinking. Oh, okay. All right. Best soccer player of all time. Pele. The late great Pele passed away a couple weeks ago. No, week ago passed away like not even a week ago. About a week ago, um, the late great Pele. Really? I mean, uh, as a kid growing up, I mean, I was a, a born in eighty. Um, he was. He was again. That was even still towards like uh, by the time I was actually uh, like watching soccer and it was able to see. So- it was towards the tail end of his career. I know, but. Um, just he did stuff on that field that nobody did or could do the moves that he made some of his some of his old games are on youtube and on other on other uh streaming services it, you just watched him as a as a fan of the game as a coach of the game as a lover of the game you just watch him and you're you're you just you're dumbfounded with some of the stuff he did you're like just wow like even even later in his career, when he played in the United States, in um, the old MLS, or I forgot yeah. what it was called before that, he played for like the New New York New Jersey Metro Stars, or um, even at that point when he was in his uh, mid to late thirties and still playing, even at that point he was just so ahead of the game. Like he was in his heyday. I mean, Haley by far. Like just some of the, no question. Um, but one of the reasons why I got into the soccer in the first place. I mean, just to, and not only that, but just to see him later in his life be such an ambassador for the game. Right, Pele by far. All right, I was going to say Messi. Just, just another b- good player. Based off the amount of accomplishments that he's done. Another good player and, and kind of uh, comparable in that fact, where he's kind of changed the game and and what he's done for the uh, the Argentine I think he's, he's national team. Than Maradona, but that's just me. no. I I I tend to agree. Yeah, Maradona, Maradona with the hand of God. That's such bullshit. The hand of God goal. Yeah, meaning he. They, listen, would it count today? No, Probably it not. should have count then. Uh, that's handballs for... weren't recently invented. They, hey, listen, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> but, all right, question number three. <sighs> question three. Do you approve or not approve of Tom Brady's new girlfriend? I have not seen Tom She's Brady's like girlfriend. She's like 20, in her early 20s, and she's a model. 
Gee, there's a stretch. Yeah. Also, well, I guess we, he's got a type. Going off of that, um, have you seen his recent uh, Instagram post with his son? No. How old is his son? I don't know, but here. <laughs> it is very unsettling. To answer the first question, I, I really don't care who he dates, who he doesn't date. Um, I, I, I'm, the only thing I'm pissed about Tom Brady is that he's actually in the playoffs because somebody had to win the AFC or the NFC South. I was, I was hardcore rooting Sunday for Are you uh, surprised, though? the Panthers. Honestly, I was. I thought, I thought the Panthers might have had a chance to beat him. And, I mean, I guess they did. They, you know, it, it took a decent comeback. Um, and they had a chance at the last drive. I was pulling hardcore for Sam Darnold and those boys. But um, so to answer your first question, I, I could care less who he's dating or not dating. Um, just he's he just needs to go away at this point. I think he's going to be a terrible commentator. I know Fox signed him for like a kajillion dollars once he graduates or once he graduates, once he uh, retires from the game, probably 20 years from now. Who knows? So he posted this a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to comment. I uh, <laughs> no 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 comment. No comment. All right, isn't that weird? No, no comment. Uh, that no comment. Um, the picture of him and his son. Uh, um, Basically, and then sitting poolside, sitting poolside, and Tom kissing the back of his head. No comment. No comment. Um, uh, no it's, comment. It's it's all over the internet. You can find it at wherever. No comment. All right. That being said, question four. What do you got for us? Or was that question four? That was question that, three. That was question three. Question four. Um. Let's see. Okay. Uh, the retro jerseys, uh, the, the goat head jerseys for the Sabres, they're back in style now. Yep. Thumbs up, thumbs down. I like the original, like I like the black ones. I don't like the reverse retros. I just don't like the white, especially the white on white. I feel like they did white on blue. It would look better, but I think the goat head is great as long as it's not the slug. The slug was the worst emblem maybe in all of sports. uh, My favorite is the, just the hockey puck with the swords. Agreed. I like that better. That was on the uh, the red ones. Yeah, so I like that one, but the goat heads. I, also, I think we just play better. We're what undefeated the now since the the new retros. Yeah. Um, and if you look at it, that's when we had our best run in franchise history. I yeah. think wasn't it with those? Yeah. Um, I wasn't a fan of them when they first switched to them. I do like the color schemes. I I, I liked. I wish I wish they would have developed something where they had the, the color schemes, the black, the red, the white, um, but just made a better emblem. Like, even just kept, like, made it a sharper version of the, the swords yeah. and everything. I just, I didn't like the emblem, but uh, That's I'll, fair. I'll, I'll give them a thumbs up. They look good. I like them. Yeah, I do like how they, they revamped them a little bit from the original retros, or the the original black and reds. They revamped them a little bit, but I'll yeah, give them a thumbs it, up. It's... Do you remember the ones that were just like it just said like buffalo? Yeah, like like they, the blue and blue and uh, blue and yellow. Yeah, um, and like the the number pattern was like 
looked digital, kind of. Yeah, I did not. It looked like, like an analog all. clock. I did not like. I had those a Miller jersey in that one. All right, question five. Bring it home. <sighs> Let's go with jerseys. Um, thoughts on the Cincinnati Bengals all white jerseys? I loved them. They look like I was watching I the game last them. night. Obviously, before stuff happened, I was just like, I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna be mad. I think the Bengals look so good in all white. And I then the white helmet. Did they wear the white jerseys yesterday? They wore white jerseys, not the white helmets and everything. But like, okay, I couldn't even like. That's how much I when they forgot did, about everything else. When they game. did the wait, no, they didn't. They no, wore, they didn't. No, they, they didn't, didn't wear the white. They didn't. I know they wore them. I saw the one game earlier in the year where they wore them. I loved them. It was when they played against the Miami Dolphins. Yes. I loved every minute of the white jerseys they when they the when they first came out. I thought they were just I'm surprised it it's something like, man, why didn't they do this years ago? Like why isn't this good. their why isn't this their their color yeah. scheme? I mean, Grant, I love the black and orange too, but man It's just a nice it, alternative. Yeah. For sure. I hope they bring those back more and more. Maybe make those their road colors or or something. Well, as compared to like the the Texans, they they did like that all crimson one mm-hmm. that looked like crap. No, this one they hit this it. One, yeah, and especially with the white Bengal tiger. I mean, yeah, they just can't we do? Can't why can't we bring back the nineties with the red helmet? I would love it. That would be sick. I would love. Like it. we're doing retros for the Sabers. Why can't this Bills do retro? I would love it. Absolutely. Um, that looks so nice. Yeah. No, I would love it. No, I, I really big thumbs up um, oh, to the Bengals. Whoever came up with the white, the white Bengals. That man should get a pro- or woman should get a promotion. Not only that, but like you said, the helmet just was the the helmet was the thing that just pushed it over the edge the into like awesome. <laughs> like it was just that was that alone was just like all right. The jerseys are great, but wait, the helmet too. Oh man. Like, like that might be like that might be like top three of all time jerseys. <laughs> oh my! Like, take take my money. <laughs> pretty much, I'm not even a Cincinnati fan, but I might buy those jerseys. Oh, and, I, and the helmet. I would too. But hundred percent. That was that was. I love those jerseys. All right, Matt. Well, let's uh, wrap things up. Thankfully, we were able to um, get back here into the studio and get back at it this week. Um, hopefully, we can get the Myerses. Um, on for next week's show i'll work on that um but i wanted to um thank everybody for listening wish everybody um a happy new year this is our first show of 2023 so we hope everybody out there has a wonderful new year's um keeps all their new year's resolutions and um again as we said in the beginning of the show thoughts and prayers go out to uh damar hamlin and his uh, family um, and everybody involved. Um, and again, give his uh, charity, his GoFundMe um, account out there. It's, uh, again, let me look up. It's the GoFundMe page. It's the uh, to help the Kelly and Nina's Daycare Center at 800 Russellwood Avenue in uh, McKee's Rocks, Pennsylvania. And it is the Chasing M's Foundation Community Toy Drive. Um, if you can, if you're able to go to the GoFundMe page, um, make a donation. Um, it's just such a great charity. And again, um, um, nothing would make me happier. Nothing would make me happier than to have this kid, um, have DeMar Hamlin walk out of there, um, you know, free, clear and, 
and made a full recovery. So thoughts and prayers go out to him. Make sure you check out our Facebook page um, and Instagram at Stories from the Sidelines. And we will see everybody back next week for another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. Go Bills!